In the end of this week's Parsha, we of course have the story when mankind is acting in a very corrupt way and Hashem is, wants to destroy them. The Pasuk says in the end of the Parsha, Ki nichamti ki asisim. Rashi on these words explains, Choshafti malasois. I am thinking, I thought what to do, Allah sher asisim, regarding the fact that I have made them. So the Rebbe asks that seemingly what's not understood is a few things. Number one, the word nichamti simply has the meaning of charoto, of, regu- of, regu- of regret. And therefore, the simple translation of nichamti kiasisim would be, that I, I regret the fact that I made them. This is actually the way Targum also translates it. And this is not only Targum Yoinuson, whose pirush is sometimes more according to drash, not necessarily pshutish mikra, but even Targum Unklus, who explains, Al-Pipshat, also translates over here, Nichamti, an expression of regret. So why is it that Rashi, who explains Pshute Shal Mikra, is suddenly learning over here a different meaning, that I thought what to do with, what to do with them because of the fact that I have made them. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, one Pasuk earlier, Rashi told us a rule. Rashi says, call Loshe Nichum Shabimikra. Every time we find an expression such as this one, as Nichum, it's always an expression of Nimlach Malasis, of reconsidering what to do. Rashi says, Kulam, all of them have the meaning of Machshava Acheres. In other words, like having a different thought, the concept of regret, of changing a mind. So that's what the word Nichum in Tanakh always means, a thought that's different to the original one. In other words, one of regret of a previous thought. According to this rule, so definitely Nichamti in this Pasuk should have been translated as Charata, as regret. So why is Rashi translating it differently? Says the Rebbe, seemingly we would be able to say that Rashi is translating Nichamti not as regret, because even a child understands that by Hashem, the whole concept of regret doesn't apply. As we have a Pasuk elsewhere in Tanakh, Loi Ishkel V'yechazev, Uven E'odom V'yesnechem, that Hashem is not like a human being that changes his mind. And therefore Rashi has to learn over here that the word Nichamti means, I was thinking what to do about man. However, says the Rebbe, this is totally not understood. Because we just said in the previous Pasuk, the one that Rashi translates all the times, Nichum in the Pasuk, there the Pasuk says, Vayinachem Hashem, and nevertheless, Rashi translates over there, Vayinochem means, that Hashem's thought was changed into a mid of judgment and so on. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, the proofs that the Rashi brings in that previous Pasuk for this idea is the very Pasuk that we just quoted, Adam and Rashi translates over there from the, that, that means charoto. In other words, Rashi is speaking about the word vayinochem Hashem, and yet he's bringing the pos, the posik in Tanakh that speaks about the fact that Hashem doesn't re, doesn't have regrets. We see from this that for whatever reason Rashi is not bothered by this question that how is it possible that Hashem should reconsider or should regret? And in fact, we find this also in the other psukim that Rashi brings. In that same Rashi, Rashi brings Psukim, Vala Vodav Yisnechum, Vayinochem Hashem Alorah, 
Nichamti Kim Lachti. These are all expressions about Hashem. And yet, Rashi is saying that all of these expressions mean machshava acheres, that it means somehow reconsidering or having a different thought about it than it was originally. So why is it in our posseg, nichamti ki asisim, why can't Rashi explain it in the same way that it means that Hashem is now having a different thought than he originally had, or reconsidering what he originally thought? The Rebbe asks another question. According to Rashi, that nichamti means chashavti malasois, that I'm now thinking what to do. According to this, we have a problem with the next words after nichamti. It says nichamti kiasisim. Usually nichamti kiasisim would mean a reason. So according to this, we'll now translate that we're giving a reason for nichamti. And what did we say nichamti means? That I'm thinking what to do. And now let's look at the next words. Ki Asisim, because I made them. Now, what is Hashem having, thinking about what to do? Seemingly, it's because of all the evil that people were doing. That's why Hashem now needs to think of what to do. Because they sinned, so Hashem is now thinking what to do. Instead, what we're, but according to the Pasuk, it sounds like, Nichamti, I need to think, because I made them. That's why I need to think about it. So the, the key asisim doesn't seem to fit. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by looking in the previous Rashi on this same posseg, in a previous piece in Rashi. Where in that Rashi, there's something also not understood with that Rashi is not going seemingly according to Pshat. The posseg says, Vayoymer Hashem emche Sodom. Hashem says, emche. We're going to look at this word now. What does this word mean? Rashi translates, that man is made of dust, who offer, he's made of dust, I'm going to bring water, and I will make him dissolve, I'm going to make him melt. That's the expression of michui, of emche, emche, Sodom is an expression of dissolving, earth, dust dissolving in the water. Now, the simple translation of emche is actually erasing, like we have regarding Amalek, that Hashem says, Mochoy Emcha, I'm going to completely obliterate them. Or Hashem commands us, Timcha, we should erase completely the memory of Amalek. And there definitely we cannot translate that it means we're going to bring water on them, that Hashem is going to bring water on them. And this idea that Emcha by Amalek means erasing, means obliterating, is so simple that Rashi doesn't even translate over there what it means, because it doesn't need any explanation. So why suddenly over here when Hashem says, Em Adam, which seemingly we should have just translated, Hashem says, I'm going to wipe out man, does Rashi have to explain in a whole new novel way, and I'm going to bring water, and I'm going to dissolve him? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, when we look at the whole sequence, the whole flow of the Psukim, and everything that's happening in the coming Sedra, first of all, but we're still going to go back to our Pasha as well, Hashem tells Noyach he should make a teva in which Noyach and his children, Noyach's wives, Noyach's wife, his children's wives, and also all sorts of animals are going to come in in order to be saved from the Mabu. Says the Rebbe, this is why we cannot say that Emche means in the simple sense that I'm going to completely, absolutely wipe them out. Erase them from the world. May Adam ad behemoth from man to animal, from the creeping, crawling animals to the, to the birds of the sky. Because clearly not everything was wiped off. Not everything was completely erased. 
In fact, says the Rebbe, we don't even have to come on to the next sedra, because in this sedra itself, one pasuk later, the last pasuk in our parsha, it says, "V'noyach matzachin be'ine Hashem." The noyach finds favor in the eyes of Hashem. So we clearly cannot say that when Hashem says "Emches ha'adam Asher Barasi," He means He's going to completely wipe out humanity, because noyach clearly is not included, because noyach matzachin noyach finds favor in the eyes of Hashem. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, we don't even need any proofs from these psukim. When we learn this very pasuk itself, not looking at further psukim, when we learn this pasuk itself where it says, Em Chesadam, then we look around the world and we see a world with all sorts of people and animals and so on. So it's clear that when Hashem says, Em Chesadam, that I'm going to wipe out everything from man to animal, etc., clearly Hashem does not mean He's going to wipe out all of humanity. And all of the Balechaim, so we can't translate that that's what Emche means. This is why Rashi learns that Emche in our Pasuk, as opposed to Amalek, by Amalek it actually means we wipe them out completely. But in our case, Emche means that I'm going to make them dissolve, I'm going to melt, make them melt away completely, um, and melt in the water. And this is why it's not a contradiction to the fact that Noyach and everything with him in the Teva remains whole, remains complete, because the Gzeiro was clearly that, not not in the way of obliterating everything, of wiping everything out, but Michui dissolving them through water. And this is why, how how was everything, in fact, wiped, wiped away? How was everything destroyed? It was they were put into the water. But, and only the things that were put into the water. But those things that were in the Teva, protected from the water, so this Gzeira of Emche that I'm going to cause them to dissolve doesn't affect them. And therefore, they remain complete. Says the Rebbe, according to this, we can now understand why when Rashi comes to the post, to the words, Nichamti Kiasisim, Rashi also doesn't translate over here. Nichamti means I regretted making them. Rather, Hashem is saying, I'm thinking what to do with them. What to do about the fact that I made them? Why is that? Because again, from the fact that Noyach and everything within the Teva do get saved, so it's quite clear that Hashem is not regretting the fact that He had made them. Because if Hashem would regret the fact that He made them, so then He would wipe, wipe off and completely destroy all of the, cre- all of the creations. Says the Rebbe, I, what we said in the previous Rashi, that when we say Nichum every time in, in Tanakh, it does mean an expression of reconsidering and regretting, etc. Says the Rebbe, in truth, Nichamti over here is also an expression of reconsidering, but in a different way. Not reconsidering the fact or regretting the fact that he created them, but reconsidering something else as we will soon see. But before that, says the Rebbe, seemingly we could ask a simple question. We just said that because Hashem says, we cannot say that it means complete regret on the fact that He made them, because the fact is that some people do remain. So from the fact that Noyach and those with Him in the Teva remain alive, Rashi must learn that cannot mean regret. For that, regretting the fact that he created them. The question, however, is, Rashi himself, on that previous passage that we mentioned before, Vayinochem Hashem, ki also that Hashem, Vayinochem, that he made man, 
Rashi over there translated, as we quoted a few times, that Hashem regretted and Hashem reconsidered. He turned his machshava from the Midas Harachamim to Midas Hadin. That now he's, he's going to act in a very strict way in a way of judgment. So clearly, we do say this idea about erasing man, or that Hashem created man, there is this expression, Vayinochem Hashem. On the other hand, says the Rebbe, in that passage we get asked the same exact question. If Hashem in fact did regret creating humanity, so how is anybody left over? In other words, the question is, what's really the difference between our Pasek Nichamti and the previous Pasek Vayinochem Hashem? That in the previous Pasek, Rashi was able to say that Vayinochem Hashem means some form of regret and reconsideration. And in our Pasek, he has to say, no, it can't mean regret. It has to be that I'm thinking, I thought, what to do with him? So the Rebbe explains the difference is, in the previous Pasek, it says, Vayisatsev el-liboy, Hashem was saddened in his heart. Which teaches us that the previous Pasek was not about Hashem's gzeira coming down into a manner of speech, but it's still going on, so to speak, in Hashem's thought. That is, Kavayochel, as if thinking to himself. And Rashi, in fact, emphasizes this point a number of times, this idea of machshava. In that previous Rashi, his thought was changed. It came up in his thought. Rashi uses this expression a number of times. Says the Rebbe, since in that passage, the word Nichum was in the context of Machshava, it was only in thought. This is why it's no question why it didn't end, end up happening that everyone should be erased if Hashem regretted making them. Because it remained in Hashem's machshava kavayachol, and it never came down as a decree in speech. Whereas in our pasuk, when a pasuk says vayoymer Hashem, Hashem said that means a gzeira through speech. Now, once a gzeira comes down, Hashem actually made the decree, not only thinking about it, but made the decree and it came out in speech. So now it has to be fulfilled, and this is why Rashi learns that when Hashem says emcha. It cannot mean that Hashem wants to wipe away all creatures because then everyone should have been wiped off. And that's why Rashi has to say, Nichamti is not regret for the actual creation, but as we'll soon see, what the Nichamti actually refers to. And Rashi gives us this idea that Chashavti, I was thinking what to do, etc. Says the Rebbe, according to this, what, what actually comes out is that when Hashem is saying these words, Emches Adam, what's now really happening is in some way the decree is becoming less than it was before. It is somehow becoming a leniency in, in, in the harshness of the thought that was happening before. In the previous passage when we said, Vayinochem Hashem, Hashem is regretting in his mind all of creation, all of the creatures all of humanity, um, animal kingdom, etc. Now when it comes to this Pasek, it's actually lessening the severity of this decree. Hashem is saying, I'm not regretting making them at all. I'm not completely going to wipe them away. I'm going to emcha, which we said, I'm going to dissolve them in water, which as we explained means, that's already restricting it. It's not going to be to everyone. It's not going to apply to Noyach and his family, etc. 
Says the Rebbe, so since this Pasuk Vayoyimer Hashem Em Chesod means that Hashem is now leaning towards being more lenient, going to be only Em only going to dissolve them. Since again, before, Hashem actually thought to completely wipe out humanity. So now we can understand the next words, Ki Nichamti Ki Asisim. We said it's a reason. What's the Ki Asisim? So Rashi says, I was thinking about what to do with them. Ki asisi means because of the fact that I have created them. We said before, how is ki a reason? So the Rebbe is explaining, ki asisi is why am I, re- why am I thinking now what to do with them? Why am I being more lenient now? Since, because I have created them. They are Hashem's handiwork. And therefore Hashem says, I need to find some sort of way to keep up all of mankind. And this is why I'll only them. I'm only going to dissolve them in water and some of them will still remain. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand that when Rashi says Nichamti, that I was thinking what to do, is not in contradiction to what we said before, that Nichum always means having some sort of reconsideration. And we said before that the Rebbe, is going, the Rebbe said before that we're going to still translate it in that way, but not in regards to regret for creating them, but rather the regret is, or the reconsideration is, from the previous possible. In the previous possible, there was a thought that everything is going to be completely, completely wiped out. Hashem is regretting everything, so to speak. And now, Nichamti, I'm, I'm going back on that, and, and, and instead, Emches Adam. So the Nichamti Kiasism, I was thinking what to do, now means that Hashem is going back on that previous thought of completely wiping everything out. Why? Kiasism, because I made them, so I don't want to wipe everyone out. And therefore I need to think what to do with them, and I'm going to only dissolve them. The Rebbe now moves on to the Hoyrois from this Rashi. And the Rebbe is going to speak about two things. So first of all, the Rebbe says, this Pirushin Rashi on these words, Ki Nichamti, is as everything in Torah, Muloshan Hoyro, in our Avoidah. As said earlier, Rashi cannot translate Nichamti in our Pasuk as regret. Regret for the fact that he created these, all, all these creations. Similar to on the Pasuk, Vayinachem Hashem ki oses adam it's where Hashem is regretting making man. Because as we said over here, since it says Vayoymer Hashem, since Hashem is already speaking it, there's a decree which is going to have to come down Bapoyal. So there, and we, so therefore Rashi can't translate that Hashem is regretting it all because then Chas V'Shalom that would have had to happen. Says the Rebbe here is Dohiro, how careful one needs to be with his speech. Since Tzadikim, and really this means all Yidin, Va'amech Kulam Tzadikim, are all compared to the Creator. So just like we said about Hashem, when He says something, it absolutely must come down, must materialize itself. So the Dibur, the speech of a Yid, is also very, very powerful. It has an impact. And therefore, one needs to be so cautious, so careful not to verbalize anything that's not positive about another Yid. Because the speech of a Yid could actually be harmful. When one thinks bad about another person, it's also a very, very harsh Isur. It's also a terrible thing. But it won't impact, it won't harm the person to such an extent. Whereas when one verbalizes it, then the other person might mamish suffer because of what you verbalized about him. The Rebbe says this will also explain a Maimar Azal that the Gemara says that Loshan Tlisoi, Kotl Tlisoi, the Loshan Hara kills three people, brings misfortune to three people. 
Not only the person telling the Lashon Hara, not only the person listening to the Lashon Hara, but also the person who the Lashon Hara is being spoken about. Now seemingly the question is, we understand the person that spoke Lashon Hara and the person that heard the Lashon Hara. They're both doing something wrong. They're both being over on an Isser. But what is wrong? What is the fault? Why is he being harmed? The third person, the person who it's about, why is he suffering? And the explanation is, because the whole characteristic and the novelty of speech is, as, as we were discussing before, it's very, very powerful. It's taking something that was before hidden and bringing it out. It's revealing that which was hidden before. That's what speech is all about. You have something in your mind and now you verbalized it. As long as we didn't speak about that person's ra, as long as we didn't speak about the person's evil, even if it's something true, but we didn't speak about it, so it's still more in a concealed state. And Hashem, as we know, is mayrich af, Hashem extends, prolongs his anger, he waits for the year to do tshuva. However, when we verbalize it, when we speak about it, it comes down revealed in oilam adibur, in the world of speech, so now, chas v'shalom, a kitru could come out. There now could be certain prosecutions, which could chas v'shalom actually bring harm, because now this evil was revealed, was brought, was brought to the surface. So this is hoiroah number one. Hoiroah number two says the Rebbe. The reason why the regret for the creation didn't come out, but why didn't Hashem verbalize it right away? So we said, chashavti malasois. Hashem says, I thought. What to do? Because I have made them, as we said before, which means because I created them. What does this mean? That not only didn't the decree come down in speech, but really even even in Hashem's thought, it's not that Hashem came to an absolute decision already to destroy man. I was thinking what to do about with them. In other words, even in Machshava, there wasn't an absolute thing yet. It was only a state of reconsideration, regret. But there was no absolutely, absolute conclusion yet or resolution what to actually do. And because Hashem says, because I actually made them asisim, they are the handiwork of Hashem. And therefore this thought was changed to the good that Noyach and all of those in the table will remain alive. So here again we have a hirah for each and every one of us. That even if Rahman al-Litzlan, we see something bad about another Yid, and we see Rabba, Ra'asai, similar to the Lashon HaPosik in these Pesukim over here, that is, it has a lot of evil. And V'chol Yetzer, Machshav Rak, Rakol his inclination is terrible all day long. But when we know that every single Yid is Neitzer, Matoav, Masa, Yodav, Shalakodesh Baruch Hashem's handiwork, Hashem, Hashem planted Himself, so we shouldn't chas v'shalom be ready to give out a psak din, a verdict about another yid. Not even in machshava, but rather we have to judge another person favorably. Says the Rebbe Akal if Hashem, which Hashem knows what's going on in our hearts, and Hashem definitely can't make a mistake chas v'shalom, and he sees Rabba Ra'as Ha'odom, when he sees how full of evil and corruption man is, that was obviously right, and yet Hashem is holding himself back from giving out an absolute verdict. How much more so a person that's very capable of making a mistake. So definitely shouldn't, in absolute terms, start coming and giving opinions and verdicts about another person because it's very possible that what it seems like to you is not actually the way it even is. And as the Mishnah Paskins, have they done as kolod, and we have to have this attitude to judge every single person, lekav for the merit.